Hello, and this is episode 27 of Gaming with Grief. I am Joseph Carlson, the host and the only person that is on the podcast. So, yeah. Uh, hope everything's going well for you guys. Hope it's been a good week. It's been a pretty good week for me. I have a short week next week. Uh, I live in the U.S. You probably figured that out already. And anybody knows in the U.S., we have Thanksgiving coming up next week. So I am looking forward to an extended bit of time. I took time off right after Thanksgiving so I can have... You know, just a couple days to relax, recharge, uh, that kind of stuff. Um, uh, again, my website is gamingwithgrief.com, so go there at www.gamingwithgrief.com. This podcast will hit Monday morning at 7 a.m., so uh, go there to see it hit there. Uh, I do download it to SoundCloud before it hits the website, so you can usually go there Sunday night and listen to it if you want to listen to it early. Uh, look for the same thing at SoundCloud, gamingwithgrief.com. If you want to write me an email... Go to gwgpodfellows at gmail.com. That's gwgpodfellows at gmail.com. I've gotten better at saying that. I had several website names before. I don't know why. Uh, or, you know, titles to the email address. So I'm just keeping that. It's gwgpodfellows at uh, gmail.com. Go there. Uh, again, if you don't mean to read it over there, I won't. If you do, I will. Write something in the subject line like, don't read this, uh, read this, whatever. And this week is just called Staying the Course because it's pretty much me just catching up on stuff that I did last week and the weeks before and just giving you an update that I have continued to do those things that I was doing last week. Except there's a couple things that I will add uh, that are new towards the end of the podcast. So played a little bit more of Death Stranding, haven't played much more of it. I do want to continue and finish it because it is such an odd game. And like I said in the, a couple weeks ago, for me, obviously, it is very different and unique. And so, um, you know, I think what I'm, again, I think I've said it before, but I'm enjoying, I'm enjoying all the discourse around the game. Some people love it. Some people hate it. Some people are still talking about it. People are writing uh, letters into gaming websites I go to or podcasts I listen to, still wanting to talk about the game. Um, and that, to me, is great. It's um, not good when a game gets released and you say, oh, well, yeah, it, it got released. Cool. And then you don't ever talk about it again. So I am still very fascinated. It's, it's something where I'm, I'm definitely taking my time playing it and I'm not rushing it. And uh, I think that's good because, um, you know, a lot of websites out there and stuff have to be on a deadline. And that's got to be terrible to try to review a game on a deadline and, uh, yeah, it, it, you know, trying to rush everything to completion or, you know, trying to uh, jam it in before they have an embargo that lifts where they have to give an official review on the game. Well, that's just got to be terrible. It seems like a lot of the other podcasts I listen to, you know, it's people just like me playing the game on launch day, didn't get an early copy. And, the, and those people, it gets to sit with you a little bit more and you get to breathe with it. And I think for me... There is a lot of self-reflection every time I beat a section of a game or definitely a chapter. I think the chapters are a little bit spread out and there's different timelines between the chapters, which aren't as good, you know? They, so it's hard to be like, oh, because some people say, oh, it's like 60 hours, it's 50 hours. Some people have beat it in 40 hours from what I'm hearing and reading. To get the Platinum Trophy is like over 100 hours. Uh, and that's insane. I don't think I'm going to do that. I don't Platinum. I'm not one of those people on PlayStation that has to Platinum every game. 
Um, I do like doing certain things, and I do look up trophies because I do like some of the challenges they offer. But I'm not. I mean, over a hundred hours. That's just just crazy to think that I'm going to sit down and do that. Um, so yeah, I'm enjoying Death Stranding, and I'll probably report to you next week uh, about. Uh, you know, what I feel about the next chapter. I'm on chapter three. I'll get through that and start chapter four. And I'll just give you, like, kind of general impressions. And then probably when I'm all done, I will give you an overarching themes, stuff like that. Like, more of an, not a review, because I'm not really giving it a score, but I'll give you my overall, I'll give you chapter impressions, and then probably, like, an overall impressions of the game. So that'll be good. Uh, the next thing I want to talk about is I'm still playing The Old Republic, the free MMO that came out what on, like 2014, 2015, that EA published, Bioware made it. Uh, it does, the more and more I play it, um, it, uh, you know, people made fun of it because when it came out, I remember there was a lot of hubbub about, um, oh, it's kind of a WoW clone with the Star Wars skin. Uh, you know, there's a lot of tab targeting. If you know what that is, you hit tab, it targets a creature, and then you attack them. It's somewhat turn-based in a way where you're waiting for... Your abilities to cool down and stuff like that, which is like, wow. I think people wanted something more amazing when the game released, and I think that's kind of being unfair to the game. Um, there is great story moments. I'm still playing a Jedi Knight, and and there's one thing about this game: it's free, which is amazing. And I've already played 19 hours, and I'm only I'm level 27, and I believe if you don't buy any of the expansions, the level cap is 50. And I believe they've rolled some of the paid uh, expansions into the free-to-play uh, ecosystem. So if you're free-to-play, you can uh, play some of the, I think, the Hutt, the Rise of the Hut Cartel or something. And then there's, like, the Shadow of Revan, I think, got added. Long story short, I, I think people are being a little bit too harsh on the game. There's a lot of good story beats. Um, I'm playing a Jedi Knight, um, and I haven't got Altaholics with this. So I haven't, I haven't felt the need to start up another class and uh, play it. I still want to play my Jedi Knight. I think some of that is a Star Wars license. But I was thinking about it, too. Uh, I want to see where this story is going. You know, you have mini beats where you may decide the fate of someone sending them to jail. Uh, there might be a minor spoiler here, but there was a part in the story where you are obviously fighting against the Sith Empire, so the Empire, and you are, you are the, um, since I'm a Jedi, I'm part of the new, the the Republic, the old Republic, so it's the Republic versus the Empire again, uh, which some people, I think, are a little bit too harsh. Long story short, there's a scene in the game where I meet with a um, an Imperial spy, and I have the option to uh, light side uh, turn him in, or kill him, or uh, or kill him. That's like a dark side thing. Or let's say just let him go and say, hey, I'm just gonna let you go. I'm gonna turn. I'm just gonna. I'm not gonna kill you. You know, serve the republic. Uh, help us. And uh, he actually stops and reflects on that, and he says, oh, you know, and uh, maybe I'll be seeing you again. And you know, you had all rights to kill me, but you didn't. And uh, there's a lot of moments like this, you know, in the game. And and uh, again, people when it came out made fun of it because. People just kept saying, oh, I want Knights of the Old Republic, the single-player game. They've already made two. I want uh, I want a third one from Bioware. And Bioware was a big point of saying, this is like uh, this is like the third game and the fourth game. This is like KOTAR 3, 4, 5, and 6. And I think they're being truthful. You know, um, 
they do have these big story beats so far, and I'm 19 hours in, and I'm only halfway, you know, level capping, and I haven't even done the flashpoints because I'm playing alone, and flashpoints are just like mini dungeons uh, in any other MMO you played. I haven't done any of those. Uh, the heroic missions I haven't done because usually it takes two plus people, and again, it's only myself. But I still haven't had any probably leveling. Everything seems to be it's slowing down a little bit now that I'm almost halfway. Um, but I'm getting cool abilities. I'm I just figured out that I can buy a speeder bike, which is pretty cool. If anybody knows Star Wars out there, speeder bikes are dope. So I can get one of those. I can fly around. Um, I have a droid companion. I also have a um, a female Jedi companion who's like a Padawan. Who, uh, you know, and they heal you, they throw you heals, and they actually attack people, and they do quite a bit of damage. Uh, my droid has a gun arm uh, that comes out of the top. He looks like an R2 unit, but he's a little bit more boxy. And uh, the sounds are very good. And I, I think I, said, I mentioned this last week, but I haven't turned the music off yet because I actually enjoy, you know, it, it, the music stops when it needs to stop. It's an orchestral score, so it, it swells. You know, they use a lot of the soundtrack from Star Wars, which is incredibly nostalgic and is great. And I like how it dips and flows and comes up and, and fades. And it's, uh, I haven't turned the music off yet. It's great. It's, uh, I'm really enjoying it. So uh, I will recommend if you do have a PC that can run it, check online, but it is free. It's just called Star Wars The Old Republic. It's an MMO, it's from EA. If you don't like EA, then, you know, I don't know to tell you. But, uh, you know, there's a lot of stuff in the cartel market I was looking at, which is their in-game item shop. Uh, they've restricted a lot of the races, so you can only be, like, maybe two races to make a character. But you can go full Republic, and you can, on the Republic side, you can be a trooper, a Jedi Knight, uh, a Jedi Consular, which is, like, a healing class for a Jedi, or you can be a smuggler. And on the, uh, the Sith Empire side, you can be... Um, what is it? A Sith Inquisitor, which is their uh, their version of like the healing class, or a, a Sith Marauder, which is like their version of a Jedi Knight. You know, just a bruiser. You can be, um, you can be a uh, what's the third one? You can be oh a spy, which is cool. And I played the first few levels of being a spy, and you basically speak to your handler, um, like. Uh, you speak to everybody in an American accent when you're doing a job, and then when you speak to your handler, you speak to them in a British accent, which I thought was cool. So it's like, you know, you have a fake side and a real side being a spy. And then uh, the last class is a bounty hunter for the Sith. And uh, I played a little bit of that with my wife years ago. You get a flamethrower, you get rocket launchers. It's really cool. You get campaigns with you. My friend was telling me uh, years ago he's playing the uh, Sith side, and you could really be a jerk to your companion. You can force lightning them. And there's just all these great choices, so I definitely recommend it. So, yes, big thumbs way up for that. So, um, the new thing I want to add, uh, the game that I've tried, um, is the old, the new Pokemans, the Pocket Monsters. Uh, Pokemon Sword and Shield came out on, I want to say, the 15th. That's probably wrong, but it came out the 15th. Long story short, I got Sword. Uh, if you don't know, there's always two versions of Pokemon. Uh, because there's unique Pokemon to each type. If you get Sword or Shield, there's unique Pokemon to each type of game. I pick Sword. <sighs> Excuse me. I pick Sword my because my coworker picked Shield. And uh, I'm playing it. I'm only probably two hours in. And um, it is fun. It does remind me a little bit. There is kind of a hand-holding nature to it of... 
you know, go here and do this. You have a, a rival, like your friend, who obviously they're setting up to be kind of a, a villain. Uh, you pick, you have the choice of a Pokemon starter. So in this one you have Scorbunny, who is fire. Uh, Grookey, who is grass. He's a monkey. Scorbunny is obviously a bunny. That's not a clever name. Uh, he's Scorbunny. He's a fire bunny. And then you have um, Sobel, which is like this weird blue tadpole. And I went with water because it sounded cool. Um, and then obviously your rival picks fire. So you kind of know right off the bat, uh, we're going to get into it, you know. Um, but I've only played for two hours. It is amazing to me in any kind of RPG, especially Japanese RPGs, that you can just straight up walk in anybody's house and start looting everything if you want. Uh, there isn't a lot of lootable stuff in here, but I was going to do an objective to obviously uh, kick the story off. You have to go meet someone, and I wasn't clear where I was going, and I just walked in a house, and I thought, well, obviously, if they're letting me walk in this house, this has to be where I would, I, I need to go. No. No, it's not. You just, I just straight up walked into an old couple's room. Yeah. Wife was in the kitchen making dinner. The old man slash father of the house, I don't know. He was just staring at a wall. TV wasn't on. I don't know what he was doing. I feel bad. But then you talk to them, and they're really nice. They're really happy to see you. Oh, hey, have you heard about the uh, Leon, the Pokemon trainer? He's a master in there. He's a great guy. And I think I am a great. He is a great guy. But why aren't you annoyed that I just walked in your house? No one's saying anything. We're not going to talk about that. Okay, fine. I'll just go on then and just go about my business. So, yeah. Um, people, there's been a lot of talk online about this game, about the um, Game Freak reusing animations, uh, the fact that all the Pokemon from all the generations have not been able to make it in. And if you do the math, apparently there's over 800 Pokemon that are supposedly coming in uh, or from all the other things. And people are wondering why they can't just import 800 different Pokemon. And to me, that seems like a monumental task that they could not do, which totally makes sense because it seems like from this game to the last game that was on the 3DS, Sun and Moon, there hasn't been the most amount of time. And that's another area where people complain is that the, you know, the, the wild areas, the, the wooded areas of this Galar region in the game, which is pretty much just Great Britain, uh, people wanted to explore more, people wanted to see more, they complain about it not being really up to snuff, uh, which to me, um, I'm just kind of running around town, I have gone into the wild areas a little bit, uh, but I like it, it's linear enough for me, but also allows people, because I'm not a big, I'm not a diehard Pokemon fan if you haven't noticed by now, so it allows people like me a little bit of a leash to kind of run out and explore, but then really keeps it kind of a fun little spirit. I enjoy it, but I understand if you've been a, fran a fan of this franchise for years and years and years that uh, it would probably be very annoying that this stuff wasn't, um, you know, wasn't more, wasn't farther along. Um, but I'm liking it so far. Uh, some of the Pokemon, and I don't know if this is true with other generations, some of the Pokemon I've caught are just straight up animals. So there is one, I don't know his name, but it, it is just a squirrel. Uh, there's another one that I found that just looks like a sparrow. Um, yeah, you basically, the, the um, Pokemon on the box is a wolf with either a sword in the mouth 
or its front main is a shield for sword and shield. And um, it looks good, but it is a wolf with a shield head. And I understand a Pokemon get crazy, but it is weird where I would catch stuff and go, wow, this is just straight up a bird. Yeah, it's got to be so hard if you think on there and though, because, you know, this game's been out since the late 90s. Red and Blue came out, what, in 97 or 98? And, uh, yeah, they're just having to come up with new Pokemons. I would not ever want to be in a design meeting for the Pokemon company and Game Freak when they're sitting in a room trying to figure out, oh, man, we got to come up with another. Because every generation adds, what, like about 100 or 150? So you have to come up with unique designs. Uh, Yeah. And then which ones, like now with this one and them only importing some of them, you have to come up with, oh, yeah, maybe we could take 25 from this generation, which I've heard is happening. Again, I'm not a big Pokemon fan. We can take 25 from this generation, 25 from that generation. Oh, you know, how do they balance? Oh, now we got to worry about the new ones that need to balance as well. That's got to be incredibly frustrating. So, so frustrating. So, um, I'm like I said, I'm going to keep... Playing it, I don't know how much time I will put into it. I tried to get my wife to play. She watched me play over the shoulder. I was laying in bed, which is cool. You switch, you could do that, lay in bed and play. She was next to me watching me play, and she said, that is a big nope for me. I, I said, do you want to try it out? And she said, no, not at all. Um, it just looks, no, I don't, not interested. That, that's not really her bag, so I can't blame her. Um, I'm having a good time, though, and so check it out. Uh, there's tons of online guides. I'm definitely not the Pokemon master, but there's a lot of online guides and things like that, um, that will help you. I know GameSpot's running a lot of articles about, hey, here's a way that if you're brand new at Pokemon, here's a way to get good at Pokemon. Uh, each website, if you like GameSpot or IGN or Kotaku, they all have wikis and things like that. Actually, I don't know if Kotaku does. Long story short, you can find a wiki online or a Reddit thread or something where someone can bring you up to speed on Pokemon if that's your gig. So, yeah, yeah, let's hope that, uh, you know, it continues and that uh, I'm kind of waiting to see what will happen next, where they'll take it. They'll have more time to develop on the Switch. Uh, they'll be able to iron out some of the issues because even early on I noticed, uh, for me, just being in the towns and being in some of the wild areas, there is a little bit of a frame dip, but it's not bad. Like the frame rate chugs a little bit. Um, so, you know, they can clean all that up in the next one or with a patch. And then we'll see how they incorporate the old Pokemon and stuff like that. Like, there's a lot of room to grow, I think. Um, and I, I didn't see that with 3DS. Every time I saw a new version of Pokemon, I would read about it because I tried to stay up on it. And um, I would read about it and see it. And I thought, it doesn't seem like there's anywhere to go on the 3DS graphically or, you know, whatever. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. Nothing. So great. Um, so yeah, I recommend Pokemon. Give it a shot. I don't know if you can rent. Redbox sometimes does Switch titles. Sometimes. Very rarely. Uh, I would recommend giving it a shot. Sometimes there is a, um, you know, there's a, a demo in the store. And also, again, if you live in the U.S., uh, Thanksgiving weekend's coming up and you have Black Friday deals. There's Cyber Monday deals. So you might, uh, on a whim, be able to check it, pick it up uh, cheaper. So that'd be great. So yeah. So that's pretty much my impressions for this week. The last thing I will say uh, is I have been watching uh, more of Disney Plus, and I watched the third episode of The Mandalorian. Uh, last week I said it's good. Uh, this episode I think was very good. Uh, 
And I'll say this much. What I'm enjoying about the show is I believe it's a good ramp. You know, some episodes, I mean, there's only three so far. I think there's going to be 10 altogether. Um, But what I'm enjoying is I think it's got a good rhythm and pace and it's ramping into a good spot. And each episode is only about 30 minutes long. So you don't have to worry about something overstaying its welcome or, man, this section drags. Like everything seems to be paced pretty tightly. Uh, the third episode, I think, is the best one yet. And if it keeps ramping this way, I think it'll be a very interesting end of the year, uh, you know, end of the season um, episode where it's where it's going to. There's only they, they've only had whisperings of kind of like uh, we haven't even really met the main villain, which I like. I like that it's kind of a slow burn. So, um, yeah, I'm really enjoying it. I like the design of it. Some people say it feels a little bit too much TV. Uh, I don't feel that. I feel. I mean, it, it is TV, but it's a good Star Wars TV show. Um, so, yeah. And I just started watching uh, the Disney special, uh, The Imagineers, which is about how they come up with the idea for the parks and the rides. And I've only watched a, like half of the first episode. And I'll say the most interesting thing out of all that that I've learned from that is that uh, most uh, ideas come early on came from artists that worked on the animated cartoons at Disneyland. Because Walt Disney felt that engineers and architects were only going to give him a structure. So they weren't going to give him the flair he needed to make something great. So he uh, he turned to them to help design the rides, you know, because they understood color and 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 uh, things like that, and like you know something that popped, and so that's really cool. So I recommend checking that out. It's on Disney Plus. Disney Plus, by the way, is only about seven bucks a year, and there right now when it launched, it had a lot of content, not just The Mandalorian and like their documentaries, but you get National Geographic specials, you get all the old Disney movies. Um, which what I'm going to do next week is I'm going to watch. I'm writing a note right now. There's a lot of obscure, weird Disney movies out there. There's, there's like the Apple Dumpling Gang, which is weird. Um, I like No Deposit, No Return. That's my favorite one. But long story short, I'm going to pick an old Disney movie that is obscure. And I think I know the one it is. I want to watch uh, Return to Witch Mountain, which is a story about young kids that have telekinetic abilities that are very young, and they go on an adventure. Yep. You heard that right. They're kind of witches, and they're going back to a mountain, which apparently made them... There's experiments done on them there. I watched the movie when I was very young. I don't remember the plot that well, but I just remember watching going... Even when I was young, I was thinking, this this is a Disney movie. This right here. The Psychic Kids. That's what they went with. What was happening in the the world of Disney screenwriting? They thought, let's do that Psychic Kid one. Yeah, yeah. They'll do that one. So I'm writing a note right now. I'm going to do that. There's there's Race to Witch Mountain. There's Return. They did a sequel, too. That's what's even weirder about the whole thing. A big sequel about psychic kids. Then the first one, we're about eight or nine. The second one, they're teenagers. Really weird. Really weird thing about psychic kids. So, yeah. That's what Disney is. So I'm writing a note right now with the pen. You can hear me click it. I'm writing a note that I will watch. Uh, the Witch Mountain. I'll watch the first one. I think it's called... It's not Return. That's the second one. Return to Witch Mountain is the second one. Uh, I want to say Race to Witch Mountain. But I think they redid it with The Rock. And they called it something when he was in it. So, yeah. Yeah, that's what I remember. 
So uh, I think that's it for this week, guys. Um, again, if you want to write to me, go to www. Uh, go to the website www.gamewithgrief.com. This will hit on Monday. You can leave a comment below the video, um, that kind of stuff. Uh, you can also go to me at gwgpodfellows at gmail.com. You can write me a letter there, an email there, and um, have a good week, guys, and uh, be safe out there.